So last session, the crew headed across the border into Tijuana to El, El Pasaje Secreto, the Mexican restaurant where the man known as the Sage had set up shop. Supposedly, the Sage has his finger on the pulse of all that goes on in the underworld of Mexico, and if the crew hopes to find Charlotte, he may be the man to point them in the right direction. Unfortunately, upon their arrival, the crew walks in on a confrontation in progress led by three members of the Cristiano family, also in pursuit of the chupacabras they suspect are responsible for the abduction of Charlotte and Anthony. Things escalated in the background as the marshal was reunited with an old partner from the U.S. Marshal Service, Randy Anderson, now going by the moniker The Male. Randy unintentionally blew the marshal's cover, calling him by his given name, that of Johnny Valentine. Turns out Randy is working with the Sage. But before introductions can be made, a Mexican standoff bursts out in the middle of the restaurant, and after a heated battle, the crew emerges victorious, taking down three powerful Cristiano enforcers in the process. In the back room of El Pasaje Secreto, the crew comes face to face with the enigmatic sage. And, as it turns out, the marshal isn't the only one in for a reunion. The sage in actuality, is none other than Agent Sands, who quickly outs the babysitter as an undercover CIA agent, having concealed his identity from the crew throughout their journey so far. So we left last episode, uh, I believe, with the marshal asking the sage, who the fuck is this guy, if I remember correctly? Yes. Um, so, uh, who exactly, who, who the fuck is this guy? Really? Well, wait a second. You, you're taking this guy's word? Like, you're supposed to treat, trust him over me? I've been with you the entire time. I'm going to pull my katana on the babysitter and get as close as I can with the end of the blade. I'm going to go right there. Because I guess he's backed up against the wall there, right? Yeah, it looks like it. All right, so uh, you've got your sword at his throat, is that right? Yes. Babysitter, what are you going to do about that? Sickle, come on. you! I've been with you this entire time. You're going to take this guy's weapon. word over me? Drop your weapon. I don't have my weapon out. Drop him on the floor. All right. I two-finger it. Do I know if he has any other weapons? I think he probably has more than one. Yeah. <laughs> um, I probably know that, right? Or yeah, at least you, some you of them. Probably do. I think if you made a um keep going. <laughs> insight check and uh babysitter, if you are uh, w whether you're concealing or not, you can you and you don't have to tell me what you're rolling, but either roll a deception or a persuasion check. And I'm rolling insight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> well, whatever the case may be, uh that gun that he uh that he dropped, as far as you know, that's his only only weapon. All right. Or at least that he's packing right now. 
And the uh, the sage, aka Agent Sands, goes, "Ooh, this just got exciting." <laughs> Randy, I'm sorry, Nail. Pass. You trust this agent guy over here and everything he says, Agent Sands? Yeah, I do. That babysitter is why we take his word over your lion's stupid mouth. Marshall. He thinks I'm CIA, right? Sounds like That's he what knows he said. It. Okay, think about this for a second. The two guys that we saw very first, you know, couple of couple of weeks ago now that I thought were undercover cops. If I was a CIA agent, you kept telling me they're not undercover cops. I still think they're undercover cops. So if I'm a CIA agent, wouldn't I know if they're undercover cops or not? Nobody said you were a good agent. Wow. Just remember, whatever comes of this conversation, you know that I know your secret with the boss. Specifically, the boss's lady. I wonder what the boss would think if he found out about your secret. Does the he boss know? knows my secret because I'm working for the boss. So Bo knows that you are CIA. Uh, last time I checked. Can I uh, call the boss? Does yeah, my phone work down phone here? Call. Sure. I get my brick out. Should we just ask him? Just remember, if something happens to me, I've got measures in place to, let's say, expose your interest in the boss's wife. So are you really willing to take that chance and make that call? Because if he says no for some reason, and you kill me right here now, is that something you really want to take that chance on? Because I don't think it's just going to be you. I think it's also going to be Mrs. Bo. Smith, shut your trap. We've got one job, and that's to find Charlotte. And we're I all can... trying to listen to this side of the telephone call. This is uh, Brownstone. What do you got? Bo, we have a pretty good lead on Charlotte. That's good to hear. We're in Mexico. We think Mexico. That she's going to. Yeah, we think that she went south. We think that she was abducted, and we have a good lead on who we think has her. And we're going to go in there and tear some stuff up and get her back. All right. All right. Sweet. You got an ETA on when you might be able to get a hold of her? Not right now. We're in conversations with somebody that we think can help us out, and they've got a lot of interesting information about uh. Some parts of our crew, primarily the guy that was supposed to be making sure nothing happened to Charlotte. How much do you trust Babysitter? Well, he's been my right-hand man on all my travels. Yeah? And are you the only person he works for? What do you mean? I mean, I have reason to believe that he works for more than just you. That there may be other eyes that may not take kindly to the type of business that you're in. That he may also be reporting to. But what makes you think that? Because there's a birdie here that's been singing some really interesting songs. And I have reason to trust this birdie. 
Now, I don't need you to tell me what you know or what you don't know. And this is a conversation we can have later because right now my primary concern is making sure that Charlotte is recovered and is okay. But I need to know whether or not I can trust this person I'm working with because I want to make sure I come home too. What do you think you know? I think that there are certain agencies that like to use this less than four, but more than two letters. <laughs> and they would be very interested in the type of information that he could provide to them. Particularly on an international level. Or information, and I'm trying to yell so Bo can hear me, on rival gangs and Can you families. shut him up? <clears throat> yeah, I grab a, like a rag off the table or something was there something i can shove in his mouth <laughs> sure <laughs> is this a conversation we need to have later what you and me yeah no we can talk there's not much i can say over the phone you understand i do but you remember who you worked for. Yeah. That didn't stop me from bringing you on. Okay. So maybe, uh, maybe what I'm hearing is true, but maybe it's just that the babysitter needs a shower because he's not as clean as he likes to project. Because you know that's how you got me. Babysitter does work for me just like you do. And he makes things go away when I need them to go away. Okay, boss. Well, we're on Charlotte's trail. And that helps me with what I need to know then. When you say I can trust him, I'm going to trust him. I'm not going to like him, but I'll trust him. Well, I don't like him either. He's a dick. But I keep him around because he serves a purpose. Like me? You got it. Not my view. You are a freaking idiot. Babysitter. <laughs> the difference is he likes me. All right, boss. Well, we're going to go get your daughter and bring her home safe. All right. See that you do. I'll be counting the minutes. <laughs> All right. Keep in well, touch. Will do. I'll talk later, boss. Beep. Can I go over and pull the rag out of his mouth? And right when he does, I pull out that 38 that I picked up off that uh, guy last time. <laughs> and I aim it right at his face. All right. And I have my sword at your neck, at your throat. So when yep. I see you do that, I'm going to aim for your arm with my katana, my very sharp Japanese sword. Sure, you're on the left-hand side, and I'm right-handed. Trying to weasel out of this. Oh, damn. I'm just saying that. Okay, how about I aim for the... I could aim for his arm, but I think I'll aim for the gun itself, maybe. 
Can I cut through again? Sure, right? right? <laughs> I can't cut through the gun. Okay, well then I'm gonna cut his arm off. <laughs> yeah, <right>. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. You want to bet? No. Uh, now so, hold on, just real quick. <laughs> Babysitter. I'm not gonna cut his arm. Off. Are you? You're just pointing the gun at him, but not pulling the trigger. Is yeah, that right? Yeah, no, I'm. Okay. I haven't fired. I'm just sickle. You can go for the arm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what we probably are going to need to do between the two of you and anybody else that wants in on this action <laughs> uh, is roll initiative. Okay. So, Sickle, you got a 22. Yeah. You see him draw the gun uh, and you're going to make a swipe. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. But I, I'm not, I'm going to try not to go. Okay. I'm going to. Thank you. <laughs> Good down his arm so it like I could cut the top of his thumb off though. <laughs> you could. <laughs> All right, so go ahead and make that attack then. All right, so what's your defense? Think uh babysitter. Oh. Um is 15 so she got a 16 so that hits you roll damage. Oh wait. Can I try to dodge? Um, yeah. Can I ask a question? Uh-huh. I have get down as a bonus action, mm -hmm. where if a willing ally is within 10 feet, mm -hmm. um, I can move him to cover. Okay. Can I do that? Mm, I think that is only for um, ranged attacks. Marshall, okay. I thought get down was your dance action. <laughs> things have changed yeah. Randy can be they, don't, they don't let me party like they used to we get older mm -hmm. so dodge uh, basically gives opponents disadvantage to attack you um, so because well, I have odd for, artful dodger Okay, what's that do? Uh, while you prefer to stay on the defensive, you've learned how to mix in an attack when it counts. You can make an offhand attack after taking a dodge action. Okay. Waiving the requirement to have taken the action uh, this turn. Okay. So, do you want to dodge? Well, hell yeah, I want to dodge. Okay. I want to take damage from our sword. So, you can... Claim the dodge action, and then sickle. You're going to have to roll the attack again. Uh, you've rolled a sixteen already, so if you roll lower than a sixteen, we take the lower of the two. Okay, <clears throat> but then I still have an attack. Then. You do. Okay, and we can do the unarmed, like the second action as an unarmed or offhand. Are we doing that? Right. No. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just checking. Okay, so roll it exactly the same? Yeah. Okay, all right. So then that is, at the disadvantage is a miss. Okay. Um, so you can take your bonus action if you want. <clears throat> so what did he do? Did he move out of the way? Did he just move his arm? Do we know yet? 
Uh, well, he 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 moved his arm out of the way so uh, so as not to get cut by the sword. Okay. Uh, now you also in moving up to level five, uh, I believe now have the advanced combat training, which gives you a second attack action. <laughs> so uh, you can make another one with the sword. With the sword. Mm-hmm. I think I'm just gonna get him in the like in the face with the the hilt. With the hilt of the sword. Like okay. I'm down and gonna go up, I guess. Okay. With the yep. That's fine. You can still make that with <clears throat> with the sword because you have the finesse with that. It just won't be piercing damage. It'll just be blunt. Right. Oh god damn. And did you roll that at disadvantage? I did not. Okay. <laughs> Should I roll it again at disadvantage? Uh, well, you rolled twice, right? So you got a nineteen and a fifteen, or a nine oh, no, and a fifteen. That, that, that's Kurt. No, that's Kurt. Oh, that's no. Kurt. Oh, okay. I should have. He felt left out, so he wanted to roll. <laughs> hmm. I may want to say something, so I need to roll initiative to say something. <laughs> All right, so you missed that, and then if you want to take your bonus to do an un unarmed strike, you can. Punch him in the balls. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and roll at disadvantage this time. And that's unarmed strike. I can't see if it's, if it's that one. Disadvantage, yes. Mm-hmm. Dang. That's with all the nine. Nine again. All right. So you you make a swipe. A swing and then a punch to to the junk and he's oh, yeah <laughs> and just kind of dancing trying to get away from you um and then i think it goes to the babysitter uh so you have your um your attack then that you can do in addition to your dodge yeah okay so I'm dancing around. I've got the <clears throat> snub nose 38 in my left hand. Mm -hmm. My right hand, I reach through to my left hand side of my jacket. And I have my nine millimeter because the gun I dropped was the concealed carry pistol. Mm -hmm. And so I've got that nine millimeter and I just through, shoot, shoot through my coat directly at her. Oh, okay. All right. Um, that is a disadvantage then for you because right. you're in close quarters. Yeah. So, the nine millimeter. It's escalated. <laughs> <laughs> um, might be over real quick. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be over real quick. Well, maybe. My defense is sixteen. So. Defense is sixteen, so that misses. Yep. So the shot goes uh, goes wide. Uh, Nail comes to you. Oh, and he and disappeared. He's gone. <laughs> All right, so Marshall comes to you. We didn't let him talk, so he left. <laughs> he's, he's being stealthy. He's sneaking up behind you now. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it's my turn? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I just want to defuse the situation. I don't want to fight anybody. Okay. So can I just like trying i'm going to take my left hand and try and sort of just push the snub nose to the side a little bit 
Mm-hmm. And with my right, reach out towards sickle and be like, whoa, 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 stop. This is too much too fast. All right, make a persuasion. Okay. <clears throat> oh, and if he's CIA, that's considered, would that be considered military? <laughs> it is. <laughs> so I'm going to get a bonus for that, aren't I? Yeah. Finally. Okay. So 19 there. Yeah. Um, babysitter, you can choose to listen to him. Uh, or you can choose to roll against to continue to fight if you if you want to continue to face off with the sickle. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah I'm no I'll I'll listen to him. All right, sickle, you can do the same. What do I roll? Uh, wisdom. Uh, uh, and that's a wisdom saving throw. Sixteen. Okay. All right. So you didn't beat his. So at this point, you would probably take a pause at least. Can I sit um, at the babysitter while I'm back? While oh, I'm yeah, back. you can certainly okay. do that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Andy, I do love you. I, I know. <laughs> babysitter, I hate you fucking good. <laughs> I'm going to spit at him. Uh, Kurt, we kind of had to bypass you there when you disappeared. So what uh, What do you want to do? It came in the room. Um, no, so I, I was just going to say during the ask Agent Sands if uh, if he wanted me to do anything. Uh, just translate to me what's happening. I can't see shit. Oh, okay, so I'm explaining to him what's going. <laughs> uh, hammer. Does it look like it's calming down now? Marshall is standing between uh, the sickle and the babysitter and has his hands out, basically trying to keep them apart at this point. Okay. Well, when the gunshot happened, I was bracing ready to jump in, but now I'll hold back and see how this plays out. So, <laughs> okay. so he's going he's gonna to hold off. All right. Bl- Bloodhound? Um, question about companion training. Mm-hmm. It says companion adds my proficiency bonus to ability checks and damage rolls mm-hmm. and can use opportunity attacks. Yep. I guess I'm just mentioning that. I was going to um, tell the chairman, sick this CIA. <laughs> no, wait a second. I, I, I... Just once, you gotta attack the animal. Just once, you can't take her side. All say who me? No, Christy. <laughs> All right, so you're sticking the chairman on. Yeah. Okay. Uh, All right, so the chairman comes across, uh, and if I remember right, you're not able to control him anymore with the with the latest update, right? right okay so he will make a pounce check so it'd be a claw attack all right so that is normal and a 12 which i don't think beats your defense correct does does the chairman get my proficiency bonus oh that's right yes plus three so it'd be 15 which is I have a 15. 
you have a 15 so it does uh you need to make a dc 13 strength saving throw who you oh and you're going to take four points of slashing damage all right so i still need to roll a strength roll Yes, uh, DC uh, 13 uh, strength uh, strength save. So right. 16. 16. Okay, so that made it. Okay. Uh, so you are still up, but you took the four points of damage, so make sure and mark that off of your sheet. Uh, so Chairman Meow takes a swipe at you and catches you across the chest. And that brings us back to the top uh, of the round, back to the sickle. Now, sickle, you have stood down momentarily. Marshall, what should I do? I don't trust this fucker. I think he set us up. The cops that showed up at the, the hacker's house. The dead Chinese guys. I think that was him. Yeah, he, I wouldn't. He always hangs back. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be back. surprised if you're right. I hang back to cover your guys' asses. Shut up! That's what I hang back to do. Look, I don't, I don't trust him either. But I work for Bo, and Bo vouched for him, and we're here to get Charlotte. This is between him and I more than it is between any of you guys. We get Charlotte, I will personally take care of him. You have my word on that. And if you want when I'm done, you can come in and take whatever pieces you want. Does that sound fair for I everybody? Just, I put my katana away and back up, like way up. I'm mad. Babysitter, you're alive right now because we're letting you be. Don't forget and you, it. And you need me to be. Focus on Don't Charlotte. Don't forget that. Your parents never taught you not to talk back, did they? <laughs> They do it to people I respect. Sickle, I'm about to change my mind. <laughs> you can have a piece now. I walked away. Sorry. <clears throat> Bloodhound, what's Chairman the, Meow? Yeah, what's what's the chairman doing? Chairman's holding back. Chairman's waiting <clears throat> for my, my next command. All right. I I can just see the chairman just kind of like with with his paws up on his shoulders and just <laughs> just waiting and then looks back over his shoulder what what now <laughs> getting back into where we were then agent sands has been seated on the couch pretty much this whole time and he lets out a big sigh and he says well Things were just getting interesting, and now I'm disappointed. All right. You all came here to apparently ask me some questions, so I suppose commence to ask him. We're looking for a girl named Charlotte. She's got a boy named Tony with her. We think that she for sure has been kidnapped by the Chupacabras. We're looking for any leads that we can find in order to bring her home safe and sound. We were told to talk to you. 
what would the chupacabras want with a teenage girl and a teenage boy? Well, <clears throat> they wouldn't want anything with them, but they would want what they were carrying, which is a laptop with some very damning information. <laughs> okay, well, now you're making some sense. I heard about the little incident up in Los Angeles. That's what we're talking about, right? Yep. I also heard about that particular little item up on the auction block. <laughs> I think it's funny, really. All of these big crime families are like little preschool children fighting over their favorite toys. There's so much pie to be eaten, yet they can't see the forest for the trees. So, in answer to your question, no, I have no idea where your little Romeo and Juliet might be. And the Chupacabras? Yes. They have a presence on your side of the border, but down here in Baja country, they're a force to be reckoned with. Now, my pal the nail here and I have a lot in common. Randy here was on a mission of sorts before we met. Not the religious kind, mind you. The hunt a motherfucker down and put him in the ground kind of mission, if you know what I mean. Randy was hot on the heels of one of the no most notorious cartel bosses in central Mexico. A fellow by the name of El Bucho. But El Bucho, he was elusive. He picked up his operation from time to time and cleaned up after himself, usually wiping out the little towns that he called his temporary homes in the process. But El Bucho made one fatal mistake. He fell in love with a little bookstore owner in one of those tiny little villas. But she didn't love him back. El Bucho tried and tried to win her favor but eventually, a mysterious man came to town, and the bookstore owner fell in love with this tall, dark stranger. Well, this tall, dark stranger, we'll call him El Mariachi. He was in town for one reason, and one reason only. Revenge. He was there looking for the man responsible for the death of the woman that came before the bookstore owner, the woman to whom he was betrothed. And the man responsible for that death was, you guessed it, El Bucho himself. Now, get ready for some serious soap opera shit because this tall, dark stranger, El Mariachi, finally confronts El Bucho, and lo and behold, El Bucho turns out to be his long-lost brother. It's a classic tale of Cain and Abel, baby. And only one of the brothers came out the other side. I'll give you three guesses as to who it was, and the first two don't count. So, El Mariachi gets the girl and rides off into the sunset, settles down, has a kid with the bookstore owner. But happiness is not in the cards for El Mariachi and his bride. The couple found themselves in the sights of General Emilio Marquez, leader of a crooked guerrilla force, and El Mariachi 
found himself once again on a quest for vengeance. Now, this is where I came in. And this is where it gets even more confusing. So buckle up, buttercups. We're going for a ride. This is where you will see what the nail and I have in common. Randy and I, we see ourselves as the scales of justice, don't we, Randy? We are restoring the balance to this country. Recently, there was a coup d'etat, an assassination attempt on the Mexican president. Marquez was hired by a cartel boss named Armando Brulo to take out El Presidente in exchange for Marquez overtaking the throne. I hired El Mariachi to take out Marquez. In the middle of all of this, Brulo was attempting to go underground and faked his death while undergoing facial reconstruction. I caught up with, with him, but unfortunately, he did this to me. And Sands takes off his uh, sunglasses to reveal two empty sockets. All in all, though, things turned out pretty well aside from having my eyeballs drilled out of my skull. El Presidente was saved, El Mariachi put both Marquez and Brulo in the ground, and we walked our separate ways. Lo and behold, however, I came across my newest compadre, former Texas Ranger Randy Anderson over there. Now, here's the interesting thing. Randy here apparently bears a striking resemblance to Armando Brulo. Now, I have no way of verifying this as I cannot see, but this is what I've been told by people that have seen him. Randy here told me of his failed hunt for El Bucho and his desire, like mine, to balance the scales, removing both government officials and cartel bosses from power. So, we put his looks to good use, and rebuilt Brulo's empire to fund our little quest. Now, all of that being said, if you are looking for the Chupacabras, that won't be very hard. They are all around us. But if you want a direct line to the top, there is one man who is the yin to Randy and Mai's yang. You need to seek out El Mariachi. And it just so happens, I believe he has found his way into our neck of the woods. Down south of here is a little podunk town called Hoyos Negros. Word has it that a lone Mariachi has set up shop in an old abandoned theater there called El Rinzón de las Suenos, the corner of dreams. Now, I would go with you, but I have a feeling that I am one of the last people L wants to see. The nail here is my eyes. He knows the road to Hoyos Negros. He can take you there. But Randy, I want you to be careful, old chum. 
El Mariachi catches one good look at your kisser and sees the ghost of Brulo staring back at him, he just might put a bullet in your brain. Now, I know that was a long story to get around to tell you that I don't know where these kids are. But, if they brought those kids down here, you are on the trail. Because this is the home of the Chupacabras, as they are now. Is there any way we could do like a face swap with Randy and Babysitter so he looks like oh, the other guy? So if El Mariachi sees him, he shoots him. I'm just, it's just some past my thoughts. I just yes. didn't know. <clears throat> well, we can certainly arrange that, and it wouldn't uh, wouldn't bother me too much to see uh, the babysitter you're calling him. Yeah, <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't bother me too much to hear him in a little bit of pain. So what's your beef with him, specifically? <laughs> Sans, you don't need to go into that. Oh, no, I think we do. No. Hey, El Butthole, quiet. Agent John Smith here, if that is his real name. I always had my doubts. As we have now discovered, like me, used to be an agent of the Central Intelligence Agency. John Boy and I worked a case together a few years back before I hung it up and headed down south of the border. This particular case involved a pair of notorious and murderous bank robbers known as the Gecko Brothers. John was eager to make a name for himself and he made no bones about the fact that if he caught up with the dastardly duo, he was going to take credit. So we cornered this pair up in Texas and had a grand old-time shootout. Both the Gecko brothers were wounded, and I was in the process of collaring the older brother, Seth. But one more shot rang out. I took a bullet in the back. And as I fell to the ground, I looked over my shoulder to find good old John Boy here holding Richie Gecko's smoking gun. Seth took that moment to escape, and John Boy brought Richie in and concocted an elaborate tale disgracing me in the process. He'd been working for months to turn the tables on me, and it paid off in spades while I was recuperating in the hospital. So, ironically, everybody believed. <laughs> yeah. And regardless of what he says, he can't be trusted. So, I felt maybe we should clear the air and you guys should be on the same page and know about the snake in the grass that you find yourselves working with. And, John Boy, in case you haven't heard, the Gecko brothers escaped a few weeks back. 
as you know, Seth is pretty protective of his little brother. Word has it, they crossed the border together, leaving a trail of blood behind. So, watch where you step, compadre. If Seth and Richie don't catch up with you, you can bet there will be one man in black who may cross your path again sometime soon. That being said, I don't want to see you in Tijuana again. You got lucky today. The good news is you don't see much of anything these days. Mm. Just reminding me how much I hated you. Am I close enough to punch him in the face? Yeah. <laughs> okay, can I roll can I roll punch? <laughs> yep. Unarmed strike. Unarmed strike. Thirteen. Ah. Uh, I don't think that does it. I think he's no. fourteen, right? Yeah. Or defense fifteen. <laughs> All right. He just steps back just at the moment where you <laughs> whiff right in front of him. I think we played this dance earlier. We don't need to do it again now. All Anybody right. else have any questions? Feel like they need to know anything? We didn't by chance keep the videotape of <laughs> from the hotel, did we? I don't think we did. Um, the people abducting them? The one that showed her being taken away by the chupacabra dudes. I don't think it was really discussed that you took it or left yeah, it or anything. Yeah. I don't think so. I mean, retroactively, if you want to have it, I don't have any problem with you <laughs> with you bringing it. I don't know that she would have taken it. I don't know. The hammer is really obsessed with the whole video stuff, so he might have grabbed it. We'll <laughs> <laughs> be like, here it is. <laughs> well, I don't know if we need to show it to somebody and say, who are these two? Yeah, it's, these good, two? it's a good idea. We can, yeah. Just thought of it. If it's too late for that, we can move on. It's already nine o'clock. We can keep going. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to help. Well, unfortunately, Agent Sands is not going to be able to identify no. him. <laughs> <laughs> or see the video for that matter. Yeah. Or in fact, it might be hard pressed to even have a VCR around. Fair deuce. All right. Andy, you can take us to the uh, head of the Chupacabras. Randy. <laughs> I can do that, yes. Are you sure you're ready for that? Ready or not, I think but that's the direction we got to go. It's it, He's not taking you to the head of the Chupacabras. He's taking you to see El Mariachi. Oh, okay. Who yeah. should be able to get you closer. Okay, sorry. No, that's okay, because I, I was trying to take notes through that. <laughs> he got to a couple names and I was like, damn, I can't spell those. <laughs> now you have to understand that we don't know how El Mariachi might react to you all, particularly around how you've been behaving today. We're kind of used to that at this point. All right, so be it. Don't say I didn't warn you. So you're not part of the Marshal Service anymore, huh? Not anymore. Yeah. You miss it? I like the freedom. Yeah, I get that. 
I'm looking forward to that one day myself. A nine to five job was never in my blood. I need to go here, I need to go there when I need to go. It's fair I enough. Need, I need to work for him, I need to work for her when I need to work. I need to play here, I need to play there when I need to play. I think we're getting it. Shall we? Let's go. So, so you really like not being at Mars service. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying we're only on this earth for a short amount of time. Time is the most valuable commodity that we have. And it's the one that is wasted the most. And I'm saying that having your own time, being in control of your own time, is the most precious thing in the world. Do you understand? I do. Do you have any more questions for me about this? <laughs> Maybe you should take you some know, time. To I'm, 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 really, I'm really struggling not pulling my gun up and shooting sands. I just... <laughs> <laughs> but let's leave. <laughs> <laughs> I have, as we're leaving, I have one more question. Mm -hmm. I want to turn back to Agent Sands. Mm -hmm. And this is this out of earshot of everyone else? I guess I, maybe. I mean, I'm just, uh, we're all sort of heading toward the door, right? Mm -hmm. I just want to turn back and say, Agent Sands, one more thing. I. Why are you eating cochinita pibil and drinking tequila with lime. <laughs> I always eat this wherever I go. And I have always been on the search for someone that could fix it the way that it is supposed to be fixed. I've only found one man that came close to making it to perfection. And it was so good. When I was finished eating it, I cleaned off my plate and I walked into the kitchen and I shot the chef because it was too good. And it's what I do. I balance the scales. I mutter this, under my breath, that doesn't make a damn bit of sense. This is adequate. So, Joe, at the bar, I let him live. All right, so what, what do you then, as the group, want to do? I'm going to drive Babysitter's car. <laughs> oh, you're not. Because we can't trust him anymore. You can ride with me if you want, but you're, I'm not, you're gonna, not going to drive my car. I'm going to ride with Babysitter because we don't need to start this fight again. And I've been eating grapes the whole time we've been in there. I found some, and they mm -hmm. cause flatulence. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want him out of my sight. Nail, are you are yep. you going with the marshal and the babysitter then so you can lead, lead them where they need to go? Yep, yep, sure. I'm in front. Leading the way, giving the directions, pointing the right way, talking to the right people, sliding some 
cash, some pesos here and there. 500 pesos here, 200 pesos here. <laughs> we get, we, pesitos here. We, we get in the car and I look over at Marshall and I say, I've got your back until this is done. Some of you took some damage from the battle. Uh, and in the drive uh, over there, you can consider this to be a short rest uh, for you. So if you want to take a short rest and heal up a little bit, you're welcome to do so. Um, I, On the way, I, I say to um, Johnny, Johnny, Marshall, I don't, I don't really know if we can trust that guy. I just said that because I thought it was best not to have another fight in there, but I just want to let you know that I don't really know if we can trust him. Are, are you talking about Sands or are you talking about the babysitter? You're talking about babysitter. Babysitter. Okay. Oh. Yeah. oh. Well, you're, you're earlier, earlier, in my car, by the way. Earlier he asked if we could trust him and I'm saying, tell him tell him quietly. Not sure if we can trust him. Oh. I, uh, I whisper back, I know I don't trust him either. But I need him. Hey, babysitter, why does no one seem to like you? What's the problem? What was the problem back there, babysitter? Uh, Nail, I think they just have a problem with my former employer more than they have with me. I'm not quite sure why. Well, that's all about your formal employer? That's all? They were ready to cut off your arms about your formal employer? That's what it was about? Well, I think that's part of it, but, you know, I, I think Marshall's been feeding him a lot of, uh, uh, you know, just a, just a lot of scuttlebutt that doesn't really make a lot of sense. I've never betrayed anybody to, you know, on this team. I've taken care of business when I needed to. I don't know why they don't trust me now, other who's, than the fact that I was formally employed. Who's driving I, the car? Who's driving the car? Are you driving? I'm driving the car. Marshall? Yeah. Why do we need him? We need him for reasons that I'll have to tell you about later. Thank you'll you for know. clearing that up, everyone. Thank you for clearing that up. Yeah, and, and just to be perfectly clear, people don't like him because he's an asshole. <laughs> and he's aloof, and he's rude, and he thinks he's smarter than everybody else. And he's lazy. We all go into a place, there's a shootout, he's hanging out outside, sipping coffee and eating donuts, scouting a suburban neighborhood. And then suddenly the cops show up, which doesn't make any sense. And he disappears. So there's lots of reasons why we don't like him, but mostly it's his face. I see. It's mostly it's his face. So I agree with that. Yeah. So you don't Nail, want me. I, 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 have I wronged you in any way? No, not at all. I'm just commenting factually. Okay. Well, then, you know, I, until I give you reason to do wrong me, I'm telling you, you can, you can trust me. It's good to hear that. It's good to hear that because time is valuable to me as I've been to you. And it's important that I choose who I spend my time with. So I need to know that you are a person worth spending time with. Yep. And it's good to hear that you are. All right. So the journey from Tijuana to Oyos, Oyos Negros is a winding trek through the rugged and dusty terrain of Baja, California. As your vehicles hurtle down winding roads, you pass cacti and arid plains stretching out as far as the eye can see. The uh, evening sun uh, is 
beating down, casting long shadows and filling the air with a sense of desert solitude. The unpaved roads are bumpy, making the journey feel like an off-road adventure. As you near Oyos Negros, the landscape transforms. The village appears as a sudden oasis in the desert, nestled between rolling hills. The village's name translates to black eyes, and it's not hard to see why. The village is surrounded by vineyards and stretches of dark grapevines, giving it an otherworldly charm. The quaint adobe-style buildings showcase the local craftsmanship with vibrant colors adorning the walls. The streets are narrow and lined with flowering vines and small market stalls selling fresh produce. Arinson de los Suenos, the old abandoned movie theater, sits on the outskirts of Hoyos Negros. The theater's exterior is weather-worn with faded posters from long-forgotten films peeling from the walls. The large cracked marquee still bears the theater's name, a hint of its former glory. As you arrive in this serene and picturesque village, you are surrounded by a sense of rustic tranquility, a stark contrast to the tumultuous journey that you that has led you to this point. Um, so the theater stands before you. This is the place that Agent Sands uh, said that you should be able to find the man known as El Mariachi. This is the place where we should be able to find the man known as El Mariachi. And I come to a stop in the car. Is uh, the marshal eating? The marshal's out of food. Oh, <laughs> are you drinking anything? He's out of his coffee, but he has his bottle of water. I was going to see how fast I come to a stop. Uh, <laughs> if you would like to uh, to make a vehicles check, you can uh, you can attempt to do I that. I can do that. I can uh, roll. <laughs> then Marshall make a dexterity check to see how much. Nineteen. Uh, I got nineteen. De dexterity saving throw for the marshal. Oh, <laughs> so he comes to an abrupt stop, and you're you're mid drink, and you just lean forward with it, and then just tip it back and flip him the bird while you're at it. Like I knew you were going to do that, you son of a bitch. <laughs> the greatest throw of my life for a drink. <laughs> oh, all right. So we get out of the car. <laughs> All right, and the sun is uh, just beginning to set. Uh, it's a beautiful reddish-purple uh, sunset, and the lights of the uh, of the town are just starting to kind of flicker on here and there. It is a really beautiful little place. Anything look out, you know, out of common? I mean, I'd love to love to see this place, but the map doesn't show us anything different. <laughs> Well, as soon as you go into the fucking building, I'll uh, I'll <laughs> I'll pull up a map for you. <laughs> oh, he kept talking. He kept talking about how great this place looks. I thought, uh, looking around, we notice anything? 
Uh, no, I mean, every, everything seems to be really perfectly in place. Um, yeah. Too uh, perfect? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Should we go get a glass of wine? Or do we need I... to go straight to the mariachi, the mariachi? I can't even say that word, sorry. The mariachi. Mariachi. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the theater is abandoned? It's like old and worn down. Well, it's it was an abandoned theater, and supposedly he has taken up shop uh, okay. in this old abandoned theater. The front okay. door locked. Here's no, we don't go in right away. Here's what you do: listen. If you're going to listen, you can hear the gentle strumming of a Spanish guitar. That's what. Or that means. Never walk into Mariachi's place if you hear silence. Only walk in if you hear him playing the guitar. That means he is at peace. That means he's ready to receive. Of the building. Well, you can do that too. Just don't walk in when it's silent. Never approach the Mariachi when it's silent. Okay, now you may approach the door. We knock on the door. The music stops. And after a moment of silence, you hear from inside, go away, we're closed. It's us, it's me, El Mariachi, the nail. Uh, he, I don't think he knows that, who that is. <laughs> it was worth a try, it was worth a try. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know anybody by the nail. You know oh. the El Chucapa, El Puka. El Chupacabra. No, I don't know that. <laughs> Chupacabras. I say, you don't know the nail right now, but when you look at the nail, do not be alarmed because it's not who you think it is. It's not. Hey. Who, I <laughs> you hear footsteps approaching from far back in the theater uh, and eventually comes to the front door and the front door creaks open uh, on rusty hinges uh, and uh, he spots the nail first uh, and he takes about two steps back and puts his hand in his jacket and pulls a gun. It's a disguise. You killed him. It's a disguise. I'm the nail. I'm not that guy. You know, listen to me. You killed him. You killed him. You know you did and he begins to speak in Spanish of, of ghosts from the past and coming to haunt him. Uh, and he's kind of wavering a little bit, and you can kind of tell that he's been drinking. No soy un fantasma. Soy the nail. <laughs> you, you, look, you look just like him. Of course I look like him. I was... But I, I have the space because it is a disguise to look like him. It's for a reason. It's not, I'm not him. These people want to talk to you. Gross <laughs> under the bus. Fine. Come in. I don't know who you are, but as long as we can get this over quickly. Well, you don't right. want us to come in. <laughs> the moment you guys step into El Rinzón de los Suenos, you find yourselves immersed in a nostalgic time capsule of the 1970s. The building, its architecture is reminiscent of buildings that would have been constructed in about the 1950s. 
uh, but now it's kind of a relic of its heyday. And it had obviously been once a hub for black exploitation and kung fu flicks uh, back in the 70s. And it wears that history now as you come into the lobby like a badge of honor. Lobby walls are adorned with a mesmerizing collage of movie posters. And these posters, faded and overlapping one another, tell the story of countless action-packed evenings spent within the theater's walls. The vibrant colors of yesteryear have now given away to an aged charm, with posters curling at the edges and bearing the marks of time. There are two grand staircases that flank the entrance. I'll pull this up for Andy's sake. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, leading to a balcony level and the projection booth. Bannisters are ornate, a testament to the building's commitment to elegance in its prime. El Mariachi throws open the curtains to the main room, where you can see a chair seated up on the stage uh, with a guitar leaning up against it. And he stumbles down the aisle, uh, and as he's stumbling, you hear the rattle of bottles uh, at his feet that he's stumbling over. Apparently, he's just laid the entire aisle with bottles, and there's a pile uh, surrounding the chair that's up on the stage. He puts one hand up, hauls himself up onto the stage, sits for a moment, pulls himself up, and then sits in the chair, grabs the guitar, and then begins to kind of strum just nonchalantly and lightly on the guitar the melody that he's strumming is hauntingly beautiful even if slightly out of tune uh, and it kind of evokes the emotions of both nostalgia excuse me and something else <laughs> uh, it evokes emotions of both nostalgia and melancholy now that you really get a good look at him, he's a figure of striking contrast with dark, handsome features marred by the signs of a grizzled existence. He wears a uh, suede mariachi outfit uh, that is embroidered uh, along the sleeves, and it has a scorpion embroidered on the back of the, uh, the jacket. So you've come all of this way to have audience with El Mariachi. You are yes, American, I can see. What does a bunch of Americans want with me? Is he still playing his guitar? I'm strumming. Okay, so I, I'm going to lean over to Randy. He's playing, so we're, we're good to like go talk to him? Yes, you're good to talk to him while he's playing. If he stops playing, you must worry. Okay. Uh, we really don't need... Well, it's not really that we're here to see you. It's that we're hoping that you can help us with a problem and lead us in the right direction. We're looking for a girl and a young boy that we think were taken by the Chupacabras. <laughs> Wherever I go, I cannot escape the chaos. It always finds me. I know of the Chupacabras, yes. 
Everyone in Baja country knows the chupacabras. Why do you think I would know more than anyone else? Oh, a man told us you probably would. And what man was this? It was Agent Sands. Aye. The fucker. Look, I have been through a lot of shit in the last few years. I'm, how do you say, out of the business? Retired. I don't want any more trouble. Well, we don't want to bring you any more trouble. We're just hoping that you can point us in the direction of somebody at the Chupacabras or somebody that could help us find this, this girl. She's very important to our employer. It's his daughter. She's young. She's probably scared. We just want to get her home safely. When you mention the daughter mm -hmm. and being scared, El Mariachi takes a deep breath and holds it for a moment. And you see just a very faint, slight welling of a tear uh, in his eye. What I do know of the Chupacabras, they're like the vultures circling above, waiting for the next prey to come their way. They've got their claws deep in the Baja region, and they've struck a deal with the border patrol, making them quite a force to be reckoned with. The Chupacabras are not one united front, comprende? They are fractured, splintered into different camps like a shattered mirror. The ones you are likely tangling with, I would imagine they're the Vila Lobos sisters, the Baja faction that deals primarily in coke and heroin. The root of the Chupacabras goes back to the old bullfighting rings. Their grandpappy was a Spaniard who brought the culture here. He had a love for the bullfighting rings of the old country and carried that passion in his blood. His son was a fan of the Spaghetti Westerns, and when he took over his father's empire, brought the rodeo to the bullfighting rings. Once the old men passed on the legacy to the Villa Lobos sisters, they didn't care as much for the old ways. But there is still one left in Baja, the original. It's a piece of the family history they couldn't let go. El Rodeo de la Villa Lobos. It's in a tiny town south of here called El Coyote. The Villa Lobos sisters don't run the show there. It's their cousin, Luis Castillo. He's a big wheel in the Chupacabras, a top lieutenant. If anyone's got the answers you seek, is Castile, or, of course, the sisters themselves. They know where the shadows dance and where the secrets hide. So, we need to go to El Coyote. El Coyote. 
Okay. Anything uh, we can do for you to say thank you? I have seen too much of this world's cruelty. It's taken everything from me, piece by piece. My family, they paid the price for the path I chose. And now, my heart longs for peace, not more violence. But you're telling me there's a girl here at stake. Yes. I've been a soldier for far too long, and it's cost me dearly. I cannot risk losing more. But what I can offer you is a piece of advice in this old guitar to serenade you on its way. And he reaches down to the guitar case that's at his feet, and he slides it to the edge of the stage. We open it up. It is filled with weapons. There are two 9mm semi-auto pistols, a double-barrel shotgun, several fragmentation grenades, and a light machine gun, all stuffed in that guitar case. It has a false top to it that pops open uh, as, as you open the case. Uh, I say, Marshall, do you mind? I take the 9mm pistol and throw his away. <laughs> the gold? The gold one? <laughs> Can I, I'm going to go recover the gold one and put it back in my holster. <laughs> Hammer's going to grab some grenades. Mm, these are better than bricks. <laughs> <laughs> Bloodhound, anything you want? I guess I could have a gun. You want the double barrel shotgun or the light machine gun? Let's take the machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> Babysitter, nobody can hear you. Yeah, I know. I just realized that. Uh, I just pushed past her and grabbed the double barrel shotgun. All right. So Bloodhound's getting the light, uh, machine, gun. light machine gun, right? Yeah. It is in your stash. Uh, the nail, you're taking one semi-auto? Yes, I'm taking, well... There's two yeah, of them. There's, I've, got, I've got one, but I gave it to Marshall. Marshall, do you still need it, or do you want to give me mine back, now that you took your golden gun back? or? I mean, if you want it back, that's fine. I mean, I'll take the other no, one I'm, of those. I can take one of these. No, I don't take one. I'll take, you keep mine. You keep mine for good luck. Keep it for good luck. It'll Thank you. you. Yeah. After that last battle, you need it. Well, I think the sights aren't dialed in on the gold-plated ones. I haven't had a chance to take it to a smith. And it's been... it if you like. Do you want me to work on it for you? Yeah, yeah, if you could. I take the gold one back. Okay. So I have a gold one and I have his. And, and he I, can have, take... I have one of the nine millimeters from the bag and I have his golden one. <laughs> yeah. And Babysitter is taking the shotgun, right? Yep. You guys are just going to let him have that gun? He's got two shots. There's four of us. Five. Is it three grenades? Yes. All right, cool. Um, I'll I'll take the case, the guitar case then. That that's handy for sure. I'm gonna oh. take a marker and write on my on grenades like Larry, <laughs> Mo, and Curly. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, El Mariachi, I have one more question. See, si. is there anything left in the concession booth? Popcorn, candy, snacks? I don't believe I would eat it. <laughs> I mean, Reese's don't really go bad, do they? I suppose beggars can be choosers. Um, I think I think there may be some Twinkies in there. I hear they don't go bad. Twinkies will work. <laughs> I know yeah. We hope you find the piece you're looking for. Muchas gracias. I hope you find the girl. Thank you. Uh I'm ready to load up in the car if any, does anybody else have any questions or anything or I'm in the car already. It's starting. All right. So I, I assume you, you guys probably have a map in the uh, in the car. Well, the, you uh, made a map for the car? No. Damn, you are good. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the trip down to El Coyote uh, is a pretty long trip. Uh, you've probably got about four or five hour drive ahead of you. It is night at this point. Uh, so do you want to try to make the trip at night or do you want to take a long rest and heal up, uh, completely for the next leg of the journey? I suggest we travel at night. Time is valuable. Uh, I'm okay to make the trip at night. I agree. Okay. Too. All right. So Just as long as the marshal falls asleep in the car. <laughs> You depart from Oyos Negros and travel down the same kind of winding roads through the desert until eventually you venture into kind of a desolate canyon basin. And the rocky landscape stretches far and wide uh, as if nature itself has carved out a world all of its own. Um, the moon is casting shadows along the canyon, uh, and the evening, uh, is still pretty warm, uh, and it still causes a little bit of shimmer in the air down the road, uh, as, as you're driving. It takes about four hours, uh, to get to El Coyote, uh, and... In the moonlight, you can see that this is a place where time seems to have slowed to a crawl. You can barely call it a town. There is a single gas station, pretty much just a humble little structure with rusty gas pumps and a single grocery store that offers only the essentials. Um, there's a few scattered buildings kind of scattered across the town, uh, casting long shadows over the dusty streets. Tumbleweeds lazily drift down the roads, carried by a gentle breeze. And there's a single bar that offers respite from the relentless sun uh, and the midnight moon that uh, likely caters to the locals that run the rodeo that's you can kind of see the silhouette of off in the distance. It's a quiet, isolated corner of the world. 
So where do we go? Go on to the bar, right? Anyone? Sure. Yeah. Back to another bar. This right. place looks like it hasn't changed in 50 years. Nail, you probably love it. What with your obsession with time and all. Yes. <laughs> this place is perfect. <laughs> all right. So you guys saunter into the bar. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, we saunter. I've never sauntered. I've sashayed once, but you know. <laughs> uh, I, I have to. I bring the guitar case in with me. Okay. We 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 look in first. What do we see in there before we just burst in? What do we see? Who's, who's in? Um, it has kind of the old-fashioned, like swinging uh, saloon doors. Um, so you walk up, kind of take a little peek in, and there are several uh ranch hands it looks like uh that are kind of seated about maybe about five or six uh three of them seated at one table and then two guys seated up at the bar uh dressed in kind of atypical like cowboy uh garb a uh, single bartender behind the bar and yeah. really it is like walking back into the old west into this bar so I've kind of put my shoulder against the bar like this, and I check it out for us. Wait. Okay, looks good. Come on. <laughs> They're not from here. Do they have like Wild West like gun holsters too? Or yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so you guys, a bunch of Americans, walk into this uh, Mexican bar, uh, and as soon as you guys walk in the whole place falls silent and everybody in the bar turns and looks quizzically uh at these white folks that just walked in the uh bartender finally breaks the silence and says what's gonna get you in spanish sickle do you want to do the honors since you speak spanish and just make, it, make us all look normal. Oh, yes. wait. I, I like to add my skill of speaking Spanish. Okay. All right. You can do so, that. All right. So I, I'm going to walk up to the bar and order oh, a glass no, of tequila. <laughs> oh, well, there goes diplomacy. Oh, but no, this is my hidden skill. Like, that I... is, it, is it as good as Brad Pitt speaking Italian in, in, uh, <laughs> no, no, I have a, I have a legit second language. That's my second language. I get to clear it at any moment. He orders a tequila. We kind of, I roll my eyes at him and say, four mezcals, please." <laughs> All right, and he begins to pour the drinks and slams them on the uh, on the bar. So we're drinking mezcal. Is that what she said? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, do we want to ask this bartender something? Yeah, we want to ask him about uh, the guy whose name I forgot. Uh, Just yeah. ask if they've seen a a young yeah. white. Are, are you talking about the guy, the the cousin? Yeah, uh, Luis Castile. Okay, yeah, we ask if he knows but, about the person. But I think Sickle's idea of asking about the girl is much better. I don't know if that's better. I don't know if name dropping like enemies or important people is a good idea at the moment, but what do I know? <laughs> I don't know. Um, 
bartender uh, habla espanol habla inglés do you speak english uh he shakes his head no <clears throat> nail sickle would one of you translate for us yeah of course dude uh, i just told you i speak spanish we'll translate Don't yeah we i can we speak know russian i can do that and then you can translate the <laughs> his babysitter we know you double speak we're not interested in it uh ask him if he has seen a, a young girl come through here probably being escorted or, or in the company of uh el chupacabras a white girl about 17 can we ask him that? Do, would you want us to? Do any, we don't really want us to do Spanish and translate. Who, who who's doing the translating? Sickle, I can. Okay. Sickle, make a persuasion roll, please. Damn it. Mm-hmm. Now nah, you want me to talk Spanish too? <laughs> Sorry, it disappeared. I gotta find it. Nice yeah. persuasion is great. Maybe I should be talking to him. Cheers. Uh... Let's find out. Nope. Okay. <laughs> uh, he says, if there was a girl that came through here, she certainly didn't come into my bar. And I ask about the other person. Uh, do you know Do you know somebody by the name of Luis Castillo? I know Mr. Castillo, yes. Oh, jeez. And I slide over and I take out a hundred dollar bill U.S. and roll persuasion with that. <laughs> and uh, I say, "Can you tell us all the information you know about Luis Castile?" And who'd you ask, Dana? Oh, and Charlotte. if you've seen an American girl, young girl, yes. <laughs> did you roll a 25 on that yes i did <laughs> and i tipped him a hundred dollars as i told the woman i have not seen a girl that fits that description mr castillo is the manager and the owner of rodeo de la villa lobos he comes to my bar I serve him drinks. He drinks for free. Because he is the business in this town. When the rodeo is active, my bar is active. So I pay him the favor of giving him free drinks when he frequents my bar. When is that normally? He comes and goes. Not a set time, like at three every day or... Uh, usually, Nine in the morning. Usually, before he leaves, he will stop in for uh, for a drink. Uh, this is usually around five fifteen, five thirty in the afternoon. Oh, so quite quite a quite a bit of time from now. See, mm. um, but chance, have you seen an Italian-looking American boy? I cannot say that I have recently. Most of the folks that come to the rodeo and to 
my bar are Mexican. They are locals, so we do not have a whole lot of folks that come down from up north. Gotcha. And then I'm going to have to ask, what were the ladies' names, the sisters? Uh, Villa Lobos. Okay. And so I ask him about them. Uh, about who? The Villa Lobos. <laughs> I just wanted you to say it. That's all I wanted. <laughs> Villa Lobos. <laughs> have to say it very <laughs> slowly. <laughs> well, the uh, the rodeo is named for the family. They have been a part of this community for a long time. Do they frequent the bar often? The Seasters? Yeah. No, they do not. They honestly, I believe, could care less about the Rodeo. This is why Mr. Castillo uh, is the proprietor. He still has a passion for it. Okay. Well, if you would serve my companions and I one more round. Si, senor. Is there a jukebox? Uh, there is a player piano. Oh. <laughs> You mean like to play a song or something? Yeah, uh, on, you on put a, a quarter in it and you can, uh, you can play a song. Okay. I'm just going to do something. It's very Tarantino-ish, I think. I'm going to up to it and put it, put it in there for a song and I'm going to just start doing like a little dance thing. But I want to <laughs> I want to dance and then like it's like real awkward looking. I mean, I think I'm good. But then also I jump down and do like that Russian. I can't remember what he's calling it. <laughs> <laughs> the but. Do a player piano song. (laughs) (laughs) Marks is going to go. It's on a music player piano YouTube's and be like, yeah, I didn't see that one. (laughs) (laughs) What do I roll for that? Uh, uh, Is there a performance? (laughs) Let's see here. Yeah, I have a minus one intelligence modifier. So. Uh, charisma performance role. Oh man, can I do like? Can I make athletics? No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's right. if you can do the the. Man, God, what is that called? Yeah, I can't Cossack. remember now. The Cossack dance. The, yeah. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, performance then. <laughs> no, not too great. <laughs> <laughs> He starts kicking chairs. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, bartender leans forward and he says, I think the big one has already had too much to drink. <laughs> uh, yes, I, I'm, I'm, I'm beginning to agree with you. It's okay. I'm, I'm trying to, the hammer's trying to blend in to the environment. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I turn around to the group. I'm like, are we staying here until our guy shows up or are we going to go to the rodeo and see him? What time is it? Uh, it's after midnight. Yeah, I think I mean, we need to see if there's a place to crash and get some sleep. I turn to the bartender and I ask if there's a hotel in town. Sadly, there is no one nowhere here where you would be able to stay the night that I know of. We do not have a hotel. Okay. So, everybody to their cars and We'll hang out, sleep in our cars tonight. This sucks. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
we should have especially on a motorcycle yeah me too (laughs) (laughs) but we've got the doc's van Oh, there we go. Uh, well, actually, no. now, now the doc, uh, I think we have to retcon the fact that the doc came with you because uh, he wasn't at the last session or this one. So. Uh, we could have stole his van. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the Bloodhound has her truck. So, I mean, you could maybe yeah. create a, a bed in the back of the truck if you want. Yeah. To. So the hammer, the sickle, the nail climbs in the backseat of my car and. Before the marshal comes around, I lock the doors and lock him out. So, uh, I'm just gonna go back. Spoon. Are we spooning in the back of the truck? Is that what's happening? <laughs> you, you and Hammer apparently are. So what? You and the Hammer are apparently are spooning in the back of the truck because you have motorcycles. The nails in the back seat of my car. I'm in the front seat of my car. I've locked the marshal out of my car. He is directing us where to be. I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) Are you the GM? Nope. I'm just I'm just moving the gameplay along. Uh, If he if he locked me out, I'm gonna go back in and and mime to the bartender. Like, do you have like a cot or somewhere I could crash for a while? And oh, I give him, I give on. him fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. Yeah. He t- put, come on, you got to have him roll it as he takes him as he's trying to a persuasion. You know, solicit solicit prostitution from him. <laughs> come on, yeah, ro- ro- roll your persuasion. Well, <laughs> <No> shit. <laughs> <laughs> and the gun gets drawn. He takes the fifty. He he looks at you. He looks at the fifty. And he goes. Do I go? Is there an upstairs? Huh? <laughs> no, he looks at the fifty. And he thumbs oh. up. Oh, all right. <laughs> I get I get twenty more dollars out. And I put it on. <laughs> Do I roll another persuasion? <laughs> no, uh, he, he thumbs up again. <laughs> Remember, I paid him a hundred for information. I get, an, I get another twenty out. I put uh-huh. it down. Uh, puts you at 90 right yeah yeah <laughs> he puts it on the bar and he goes <laughs> two palms <laughs> i go i get a but i get I start counting out ones <laughs> uno dos tres cuatro cinco seis siete ocho nueve diez <laughs> el <Okay>. sleepo <laughs> and, and he he Pulls it over to him and he tells all of the the guys in the bar he's closing up shop and he kicks everybody out. And then he walks you back to the to the stock room back there. Uh-huh. Uh and he points to like a sack of uh like sugar, <laughs> like several <laughs> sacks of sugar back yeah. there. Uh and then he begins to unbuckle his belt. <laughs> <laughs> I go, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, 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 me, you, shoot. <laughs> oh, he shakes his head and he looks completely dejected and he walks out. Wait, <laughs> there hundred bucks. Is there? I, I, is there a door? Uh, ish. <laughs> okay, I, I take whatever 
semblance of a door there is and i put a bag of sugar against it <laughs> and then uh, i make myself as comfortable as i can on a on a sweet sack of sugar okay <laughs> to get some shut eye all right uh everybody can take a long rest yay did that level us up i didn't level <laughs> yeah. you up no. <laughs> Uh, and I think instead of trying to cram all of the stuff at the rodeo in, I think we'll probably call it for tonight uh, and then pick back up uh, at the rodeo next uh, next time. I'm completely fine ending where Marshall prostituted himself out. <laughs> I, I'm just surprised you made it through the night, Andy. <laughs> <laughs>